Welcome to Moon Chasers Podcast, where three generations of witches compare their unique journeys with the craft, sharing their irreverent takes on things like daily practices, ethics, and current events, and the ridiculous way witches are portrayed in pop culture. Pour yourself a spot of tea or some other magical libation as they and their guests discuss tarot, astrology, feminism, and all things witchy, sometimes with wine. Goddess, please bring us three good witchy friends <laughs> who will love us and indulge in our bullshit the way that we love them and indulge in their bullshit. Yes. Love us. Oh, oh look, we're here. Yes. We won. I won. It's called manifesting. See, Elaine was right the entire time. Girl, know what she was talking about. No, I'll tell you. That's the one. That's the one scene, though. That I think. Okay, she's full of shit because <laughs> she looks down her nose at men so much, and I understand that there's trauma involved. I understand that there's all kinds of things yeah. that are doing that. But if she was really following magic, right, then mm -hmm. she would be trying to manifest the equal that she yeah. wants. And But she doesn't believe but that any of did. them. I think it's yeah. yeah, kind of did. Yeah. But I think but, at, at a certain point, yeah, it's, it becomes less about I'm looking for my emotional, spiritual, intellectual equal and more mm -hmm. about the... I feel like the only thing I can do is control, is, is manipulate, right. is... Right. Like well, the only way I can make them stay is to act out every single one of their fantasies, mm -hmm. and then when Which they're isn't really me, right. right? But then when they're comfortable enough and they're vulnerable, she's like, ew, ew. yeah, yeah. And like, well, so she doesn't she really know what like, she wants. He's such a pussy. Right? <laughs> what a pussy. <laughs> what a babe. I love what there's um, a YouTuber named Kyle Calgren. And he, he was back in the old days of that guy with the glasses that tells you how old I am. Any Gen Z that's listening to this, it's like, you mean Channel Awesome? No, fuck you. I mean that guy with the glasses. Um, he was from those old days. Um, and he does like very art tour films. Mm. And you can say many things about Love Witch, but the one thing you can't say is that it's not an art tour film. That is <laughs> a quintessential art, because I think the director and the writer, Anna Biller, she directed, she writed, she... She edited, she, she, edited, she did the music, she, she did the set design. Yes, yeah. yeah. The only thing she didn't do is star in it, and I think that's because she, she did another movie called Viva, where she did do all the things, and then she also starred in it, and she's like... This is a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that was like, that's a lot of work. And you're just like, ah, what? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> one forget step all the other things. Just adding that one little thing at the top. One yeah. step that, too that makes far. it a lot of work. Yes. I, yes. As so, dear listener, we're, listen, we're talking about one of my favorite movies that I will defend to the death, <laughs> Love Witch. And um, we actually brought a, a new witch on board, Captain, because... Without Captain, I would be in the minority because nobody else likes this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I am a convert. Okay. I will say that I All am. All right. Okay. I'm yes. glad. 
<laughs> so the first time that I watched this movie, it was like I loved the aesthetics of it. I loved the camp. I loved the kids. Yes, like it's all of that is perfect. It was just like the very you know the acting is like old old Star Trek and you know <laughs> yes. And yes. I was like, okay, they're doing a thing. I don't really know if I understand the thing that they're doing, but I get that it's like. Mm-hmm. And then after I watched it the first time, I was like, I, I have to know what other people think about this. And I like fell down the rabbit hole of YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh my god, I fucking love this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so before we really get started, Mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm the the organizer here, um, we are not only sitting here talking about Love Witch and doing our reviews and our discussion around it, but we are also doing our very first episode where we are all in the room together. We have two amazing and very good looking bartenders (laughs) that are dressed to the nines for us tonight, um, because we also have... The Witchcraft Cocktails book by Julia Helena Hadass. Is it Hadass or Hadass? I thought Hadass, but I don't. Okay. Um, Sorry, D-A-S. If if you Um, listen, you can comment and tell us your proper pronunciation. Yes, Um, But we are trying cocktails also. So we are doing this as a a bonus episode. It's Witches Drink and Witches Watch. And Witches Witches Together. Yes, and which is read because it is technically from a book as well. That uh, actually, you showed me like you took some of the pictures from here when we were trying to decide on which ones yeah. we were going to do, which and ones? Um, uh, yes, haha, uh, <laughs> and uh, I ended up just buying the book because it's stunning, it's gorgeous. It's um, so but it's also it's full of you know witchy knowledge too that doesn't seem like. It's too basic. Right. You know, I didn't I didn't this feel that it was very basic. I felt like it's, you know, it's a good level, maybe not necessarily intermediate, but mm. getting there of information. Um, but no, it's just the pictures are stunning. Mm-hmm. And I, as much as I am a cocktail person, um, I was like, no, I have to just have this, <laughs> you know, in my in my recipe library. Um, so yeah, I'm glad that we're getting to do this. And so you will hear Extra people, you'll hear some shaking. Um, that's for your entertainment as well. <laughs> and we are going to chapter this uh, episode with photos of the drinks. Yay! So nice. that we can actually show you what they look like as well after they've been made. And so that's why we have actual like professional bartenders here that are going to make them look yeah. nice and put them in the, the right glassware. And, and uh, Can't wait. Yeah, no, they'll taste has- and make sure everything, you know, is balanced. <laughs> yeah, one of them has a vest and one has an ascot. Y'all don't understand. <laughs> it's, it's unreal. I, this is a treat for you two. <laughs> I've been loving an ascot kick because uh, I've been watching oh, Glass Onion. So this is the official start of oh, the show. Okay. Yay! Not sabered, but oh well. <laughs> I'm so rather not deal with broken glass Close in my drinks. <laughs> oh no, he knows how to, he actually has a sabering sword and knows how to do it. Nice. So Ooh, yeah. sexy. Yeah. I'll have to save that for another one. Uh, <laughs> yes. We also have like our first uh, water sign here because we we actually have a, a cancer now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Cash? Do you know what your sign is? Sagittarius. Oh, Ooh, nice. that actually makes perfect sense to me. Yes. We still don't have like an air sign except <laughs> no, except my damn except moon. moon. That's all. Yes. Yes. So I know. So Shay, our lovely, lovely Aries here. I don't actually know either of your signs. Um, oh, guess, guess. You want to guess? I feel like we got a lot of Earth signs in here. Is that right? Hmm? Okay. Um, you've got a lot of the nurturing element, which I would say is either a Virgo or a Taurus. I don't get Capricorn over there. Okay. Um, 
I'm the one that's always confusing. <laughs> I once you know though, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, makes perfect sense. The thing is, I think everyone would look at Kim and just go like Aquarius, right? Like, because mm-hmm. they think that's like she's gonna be the first person who picks a solution out of the room that no one else is gonna pick. She is a fixed sign, right? Okay. So you are right. You're you're right. It she's, is a fixed sign. Okay. Um, I all right. So we don't have any air signs. Um, our first water sign so is you're, making drinks. You're right. So you're fixed. Mm-hmm. Are you a Leo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. Good okay. job. And then Jen, I'm gonna be really surprised on it. Like I, I won't actually be super surprised if you are a Capricorn because you are the kind of successful that I think is usually represented with Capricorn. Oh, jeez. Thank you. Um, Cheers. But I'm gonna go Virgo. Taurus. Nice, nice. <laughs> you can't. You're not the only Taurus here, Captain. <laughs> well, and she's a Taurus rising. <gasps> and I'm a Leo rising. Oh, yeah. So, we've got some so yeah, we little... we we sign swap. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a Scorpio moon. So. And I'm Scorpio. a Pisces moon. No. She's our. She's yeah. the the psychic. There Pisces moon is. is such a psychic placement. <laughs> I, I'm the Aries sun, Aquarius moon, because I'm a fucking weirdo, and uh, Pisces rising, because everyone thinks I'm very nice when they meet me. <laughs> Because that Pisces rising, it confuses you. I've seen people test Shay. Oh, 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 look at at these. Okay, we're getting our first drinks, everyone, obviously. Listen to our rose petal. Oh, my God. Look how beautiful. Okay, okay. I'm going to have to take a picture of this, but I want a good backdrop. I mean, the charcuterie, the the shark coochie board. The shark coochie. I don't feel like I've been treated this nicely in so long. So this one was Aphrodite's Lust Potion? Is that the first one? That is Aphrodite's Lust Potion. Okay, Okay, all right. Plus for presentation. Yes, beautiful. Here's to guessing uh, signs almost correctly. Ooh, that's nice. Ooh, that's Ooh. really nice. And y'all, I'm not a tequila drinker, but that's oh, actually, that's good. That's really nice. That um, is very um, elevated mm. tequila. I, mm-hmm. Now I want it. Even though I'm very much like a fall and winter girl now, it's I want ready for spring, summer, and I want to be drunk on a beach <laughs> in a bathing suit that barely fits. Yes. <laughs> I miss boob I want. sweat. I miss it. I miss boob sweat. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all, boob sweat goes away. It doesn't matter how cold I am. There's just always something. <laughs> it cools you down because you're hot. Delightful. That is really nice. It's beautiful and delicious. And thank you guys so much. Yes. Mm, thank you. you know, this reminds me, and we'll have to do this for like a witch's read with the little petal in it. Mm-hmm. This is a book that like I will always give people for like Christmas and birthday presents. I don't know if they ever read it because you know what? Reading is hard in this day and age. We're all ADHD as hell. Oh. Uh, e- either we are diagnosed with it or our damn phones and damn TikToks. TikToks. Just having this conversation. <laughs> have, have just completely sh- sh- just shot our, our attention span. But there's a book called Garden Spells by Sarah Addison Allen that I so love so much. And um, one of the characters. It's, it's very practical magic. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a novel? Okay. Yeah, it's actually... And I'm, and I'm not the only one that feels this way, because on Goodreads, um, which, you know, those, those reviews can get harsh sometimes, mm-hmm. understandably so, but on Goodreads, they actually, they, they echoed my feeling about it. Um, so I really love the movie Practical Magic, mm-hmm. and I like the writer Alice Hoffman. You need to read the Sat, rest of the book. Yes, I know. 
Sadly, I was not a huge fan of the first Practical Magic. I will read the other ones, or I'll get, like, audible versions of them. But, um, yeah, I was not a fan. And I think it's mainly about, I, you know, Alice Hoffman's a good writer. She doesn't, she doesn't write for my type of brain. Mm. Um, she doesn't organize it quite. It, like, that I like, book is not linear. No, I really not. like dialogue. Yeah. yeah, and I'm not saying like it has to be nothing but dialogue because as much as I love Neil Gaiman, Good Omens would sometimes confuse me, and that's my favorite book. But mm. sometimes that would confuse me because it would just be dialogue, 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 but it wouldn't say who's saying what, and you yeah, have to sometimes. go back to like oh, map out who's yeah. saying what. Mm. But I so I don't need like the whole book to be dialogue. But you know, going three chapters without a line of real dialogue, it, it's it's a slog for me. Well, mm. and it's that one's tricky because. All of us saw that movie at a very, very young mm-hmm. age. Yes. Not formative very, age. very young age. Still a formative age for me, but I was mm. in high school. Um, and that... <laughs> we're all still young. That meant a lot. I was in my mid-20s, thank you. <laughs> we're, all, we're all so young. Witchcraft keeps you young. Absolutely. <laughs> so, it's all those babies that we eat. <laughs> it's the placenta bar. It's the placenta bar. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you were saying to me. <laughs> so I think um, part of the issue with reading that book after we were so used to that movie is it's so far away from the it. relationship yeah. between Sally and Jilly is just a movie construct. Yes. Yeah, like, it's very it was different. So different in the book, and that's why but it was actually more realistic in the book, though. It was like it's it definitely you saw the older child versus the younger child mm-hmm. and. The feeling of that sibling responsibility yes. and being exhausted by it. And, and there was like a hint of that in the movie and like mm-hmm. one or two scenes, but not really a lot. But I, what I think is really fascinating with the other books is they actually took some of the lore from the movie and worked it into mm-hmm. the rest of the novel. Mm-hmm. They took some of the lines. They took some of the... They changed some things, you know, just to make it more cinematic. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead Definitely. of the lavender bush, it's a rose it's bush. It's the rose bush, mm-hmm. right. I don't know why. Sometimes, I mean... Uh, it's non sequitur. Sometimes I get why they make cinematic changes like that in movies. So I grew up, both my parents, both my mom and my dad, really, really loved chick flicks. Mm-hmm. So right. Practical Magic, Where the Heart Is. I loved Where the Heart Is. I love Where the Heart Is. <laughs> I read and, the book. I read that book too before I the never movie read came the book. out. But it's weird because in the I watched the I didn't know it was a, a book mm-hmm. at first because I watched it when I was like I may have been single digits when I watched oh, it. Oh, my Lord. And, which is like, that's not a movie that a single digit child no. should watch. No. There's some um, heavy themes in there. There's some very heavy and, themes. And it's, it's even harder to read. Oh, yeah. It's a very, yeah. it's a lot of heavy, dark stuff in the book. Um, yeah. I actually but, watched that for the first time not long after my mom died. So that was pretty oh, heavy. But it was yeah. actually, it helped me through a lot of stuff. Yeah. My my dad always loved that one line. It's like, dear God, please forgive the fornication that happened on this table not <laughs> five minutes ago. <laughs> I loved that guy. I loved, I loved Stalker Channing in that movie. My dad would quote that line all the time. Maybe it's just but, that we love oh, Stalker no. Channing movies. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. Yes. I mean, who doesn't, I right? mean, there are worse things we could do. <laughs> I am dying. Uh, ah, I got it. <laughs> I'm a dick. But... Um, <laughs> But no, but it's weird in that movie because in Where the Heart Is, I don't know why they do this. They change her unlucky number from sevens to fives because it's sevens in the book. Is it? And then it's fives in the... I don't know if it's just really cute listening to Natalie Portman say, I don't like fives in her fake ass southern <laughs> accent. Yeah. I don't like sevens. Like maybe that just doesn't sound as cute. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. So some of the cinematic changes in movies I get, like 
a rose bush looks better on film than a lavender bush would. It's right. also set wise, like a lot easier yeah. to place. Like that's already yeah. fairly dense. Like a lavender bush is like, oh, good, it's a foot and a half high. I thought yeah. it was. I thought it was uh, it's lilacs. I, think. I thought it was lilacs. lilacs. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know it was. I was like, it was either lilacs or gardenias. I couldn't remember. I remember something very heavily scented, but I remember uh, like people would mm. just come and in the book, you know, they would come and stand outside okay. the house the and game. cry over it and like you know that kind of, because it was so be- huge and beautiful and right. all that. And it's like the um, spirit of Jimmy was kind of infesting the town. Through that's its another yeah. thing that, like, I actually really enjoy Practical Magic as a movie because they don't do too many, like, special effects stunts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but when it comes to Jimmy, yeah. it, that's when it kind of takes a turn. Yeah. And that doesn't happen in the book. It's never, like, right. the ghost of Jenny operated like, in front of them. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it needed, I mean, it, it needed kinda, a little yeah. Hollywood magic. But. I don't know. I mean, part of me would like to see the movie that is the book yeah. to mm-hmm. see how it is just because you're relying so much more on um the acting and the characters of everything that's going on in it um so but i actually what stars. i love is you don't really get to know jillian all that well Mm-mm. in the movie and you do in the book mm-hmm. and you get her more of a backstory of hers and she's a lot like rougher around also, the edges because of the life that she's lived and the men that she's been with and all that kind of stuff in the she's book jaded. than she is in the movie. In and the she movie, also you know, has a love interest other than Jimmy in the book. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Yes. Because that's the thing. Like, everybody in the book, the book's not about magic. The book is about love. Mm-hmm. It's about right. love and um, sisterhood and, like, relating to the generation before you, right. relating yeah. to the generation yeah. of women before you. Yeah. And I kind of like that everybody got paired up with somebody, mm. kind of because I think both the daughters did, or at least the oldest mm-hmm. one did, both the sisters did. Um, the ants were a little bit more surly in the book. I kind of mm. like they, they weren't were fleshed out at all. And there's no. some rose ants. No, but what I what I what I love <laughs> though is in, in the, the other books. in the other books mm. you get more of a thing. you get yeah. why I think their backstory are, might be my favorite of yeah, the series. Yeah, same same with me too, but. Uh, like I think that um, like I was very much like ready for Maria. Like that's yeah. what mm-hmm. I was ready for. Yeah. Is I wanted the backstory on Maria, which and how is that also all happened. amazing. And it is. It ended up being like it. Uh, it almost seemed in some ways like a totally different writer. But yeah. I think it's just because you were in to- so many different uh, parts of the world. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, in that book. <clears throat> I would love. I mean, there's a little Outlander. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, my, my my friend Vixie, who looks a lot like me but a lot more naked, um, <laughs> she she would love to do um, Maria Owens' number to the song oh, "Storms" ooh. by Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, that's, would love that's that. how you do something with the noose that breaks. Yeah, oh, I, I will just... tell Vixie about that right away. Yes, mm-hmm. tell, tell Vixie. <laughs> I'm sure she knows. Um, <laughs> um, but the reason I brought up Practical Magic in this not Practical Magic, which you which which is watch, yeah. um, was because Garden going back. I, I pro- even though I tree branch, I promise I my ADHD always brings me back to where I was. <laughs> it does, it does. Um, but Sarah Addison Allen, the book Garden Spells and the sequel to Garden Spells, First Frost, um, I felt because I, I watched Practical Magic. I grew up watching it, mm-hmm. um, and then I was like, I'm gonna read the book because surely I will love the book. I liked the book. I didn't love the book, and I left. I was left wanting. Mm-hmm. As as the poets of yore would say, and I, uh, and then I just picked up Garden Spells by Sarah Addison Allen, and it seemed like a very light read. It seemed very kitsch. I mean, it's called Garden Spells. It seems very kitschy, 
And as I was reading it, I'm like, oh my God, this is what I wanted from a Practical Magic book. Mm, right. It's the two sisters. It's one's very put together, one's very flighty, but they come together and, and things like that. And oh. <laughs> First Frost was a little bit like that. First Frost, because it's... First, it's weird because First Frost was almost felt like it was written for teenagers a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I still loved. I uh, it was it was more YA than Garden Spells, but I really like it. So if you didn't like Practical Magic, the Maybe book, give that one but a you try. really liked the movie, uh, Sarah Addison Allen, I will okay. recommend Sarah Sarah Addison Allen. I'm looking for another book because I just finished. Um, well, I did all of the Practical Magic books, and then I just finished uh, Witches of New York, which is incredible. I love okay. it. Okay. I okay. want there to be. I thought there was a sequel, but it's actually very short. Just like in a like a month's time or something like that afterwards. Mm-hmm. That I, but and that was on Audible. Um, but I'm like ready for the next because you know there's more that's happening. Mm-hmm. Because there are things that got brought up in the book that never really got addressed. Mm-hmm. Do you know what it's And you're like, oh, it's got to happen. Because I've been like waiting. Well, where is she? I know that woman's going to be back. <laughs> like, I know that she's, I know something's going to happen. And, and so, um, yeah. So I want to make sure that we do say this uh, mm-hmm. while we're still drinking this drink. Mm-hmm. Um, we are drinking Aphrodite's Lust Potion. Um, and since it's spring, you know, we're getting into that. It's now, well, it's not spring yet, but it's the beginning. Uh, it is we the just first day had, of Pisces season. Uh, yes, first day of Pisces season. Yeah, Pisces We've got a beautiful full moon happening tomorrow. I'm so excited. I'm going to be doing moon. so much work. I mean, new moon. Sorry. Like, yeah, new moon. Um, new moon in Pisces. Like, all of the, the creative juices are are coming out in the next 48 hours. Mm-hmm. So we are drinking Aphrodite's Less Potion. It's got lavender, rose, honey, hibiscus. Mm-hmm. It's pink. There's some silver tequila. We have some... Black Girl Magic Brute uh, Sparkling Wine in there, too. Um, it does call for a Brute Rosé, but I saw that as I was walking towards the section of the store, and I was like, nope, that's yeah. the one that we need to have is in that, this. Since is that a local thing? Um, I don't think that they are local, but it is, like, it's obvious, it's a it's a black-owned business. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw that at the store yesterday. Yeah, too. yeah, mm-hmm. and they were highlighting black-owned businesses, mm-hmm. and I was like, but in the bottle's gorgeous and you know perfect for this month yes yeah Yeah. and so um i i got that instead but the energies of this drink are supposed to be love lust and youth yes so and it really watch us de-age 10 years as we drink these drinks this tastes like a really gorgeous lesbian who leaves no ambiguity about asking you out it's what it tastes like i like that mythical creature Tastes like okay. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. I mean, I, mean is... I may be projecting a little bit on that one because I'm a very shy bisexual. I'm a shy sexual. <laughs> oh my perfection. god, that's adorable. This, like, if you've ever had someone who, like, you weren't even entertaining the idea of, like, they, they might not, they're just pretty on their own. Why would they ever approach me? And then they suddenly do, and they're like, hey, what are you doing next weekend? And I mean, only you and no one else. And you suddenly you're just like, I um, you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the question yeah, is, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> this is what that tastes like. I'm the worst. I I'm I'm definitely one of those like <laughs> like I never I never know when someone's hitting on me. Um, men are men are. Uh, I guess maybe the men that I attract generally are more um, uh, like forthcoming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I, not that I don't attract men that are shy or whatever, but, mm. but I guess I've had more come towards me to ask me out versus like sitting in the shadows and not ever asking me out, mm. um, that I know of. Uh, but like, yeah, women apparently will hit on me and I just don't even, like, <laughs> I don't even get it. Like, I don't even see it. And, but I think it's because I talk about women in ways that I may not necessarily want to ask, like date one, like a certain person. But I'll talk about how hot they are, yeah, you know. Yeah. But I also like that's that's a big thing for me. Mine's mine's more personality driven. Um, but so I assume. Oh gosh, what was it? We we I can't remember. I think it was. Oh, what were we doing? I think Venus it was sign. also Leo. Mm. Okay. Um, Gemini here. I'm Hold on, let me see. We looked at it. <laughs> I'm the worst. I'm, like I said, that's why you. I'm the, the because Cap I'm has a Venus and Gemini. That's why they can. Um, have such eloquent ways of describing drinks. Like, yes. That's true. <laughs> like hot forward lesbians. I'm not satisfied with normal words in love. That is I'm, not, not in, in life. Oh, yeah, my I'm, Venus yeah. is Gemini. <gasps> well, what is your Venus? Pisces. I'm super so Pisces. Pisces. I got rising Pisces, Venus Pisces, and Mars Pisces. I understand why people think I'm Pisces when they meet me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But then I get mad. Oh. <sighs> I just get a little mad. Some mad. Mad. Yeah, my Saturn and my Venus are both in Gemini. Okay. And then it's, I had my Sun, my Mars, and my Mercury all in Leo. Oh, that's a stellium. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I was trying. I was sitting here thinking, like, I don't know how often I've seen what I would classify as Leo characteristics in you. But there's been moments when I've seen you speak up for yourselves and others where you were just like, no, 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 no. We're not here to argue about this. I'm telling you, this is what's happening. You guys have ignored me. You guys have ignored these people. And we're not playing that. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not happening. Right. That I'm to me is Leo, Leo energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one of the things is, and, and, you know, we joke about growing up with Cosmo, you know, and, and all of the, that, those versions of horoscopes and stuff that you would get. Mm-hmm. And so... It, I didn't know how to really, as I got older, I didn't know how to see, the only thing I could see with me being Leo was I was a performer, right? Mm -hmm. But all the things that they always say about Leos, I was always like, but I don't, I don't like that. Like Mm -hmm. I love to perform, but I don't love to perform because I love the love I get from the audience. Mm -hmm. I love to perform because I love the work of the rehearsals and the coming up with staging and like uh, the ideas Mm -hmm. and like that kind of stuff. So, so I really crazy. enjoy the work mm-hmm. aspect of it. The Leo's what the thick. audience thinks or how they they do it, like it's I can take it or leave it. And yeah. I never wanted to be like at, when I was in a play and stuff, and people would want to come backstage and say hello to the, the cast because I did theater for such a long time. Yeah. I did not want to do those interactions mm-hmm. like backstage. I was like, no, this is my safe space. Get the yeah. yeah. out, right? Mm-hmm. But um, one of the things I've realized in the past like three years that I'm very Leo is that loyalty means a lot. And when I find out that someone has talked about me behind my back or something, it's very easy for me to like just cut the rope. Um, And that's it. Like no. Burn it. Burn that page. I always blame my Scorpio moon for that, but I'm the same way. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's also, so it's interesting. Mm -hmm. So I have virtually like no fire signs in my chart except for um, my, my Lilith and my fortune node. Okay. Yeah. Which is fascinating. I'm just like, the things that I have the most difficult relationships with are the things that are also a good guide for me on things that are likely to lead me to happiness, mm-hmm. given everything else. And that's, you know, for me, I mean, originally, um, 
you know, I was coming up with stage names that were slightly more like lion inspired, and I, was just, I wasn't particularly aware of what was going on there. And when I am on stage, um, a lot of the feeling that's there is so comfortable when I'm the one who has created and directed something. Mm. When I have the creative control there. Right, exactly. That's your self-expression. Exactly. When right. it's, and it takes so much for me to develop a relationship with another director and another uh, another writer and creator. It, it, I need a lot of interaction with them to develop a comfort there. Right. But I think one thing that I've seen with so many of my beloved Leos is this incredible, like you were saying, like start to finish creation process. And at, on the one hand, it always seems like this is amazing for any audience that's there, but it is amazing because you've put something there that you know you would love. Mm. And I think that makes a huge, huge difference. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you, yeah. you got that, you know, king of, you know, they're king of the jungles. They're very... They're the sovereign. I always call them the sovereign of the zodiac. So you, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. You, you know, you have queenly energy. Yep. Which I think is interesting that now that I've gotten to this age where I'm much more comfortable with who I am and in my own skin and with my own, like all the things that I want to do and how I want to express myself and move through the world that I have left. I, have, I haven't left. Like I said, we had this conversation last time, but I have gone over to, um, uh, dedicating myself to Re Rhiannon mm -hmm. um, instead of when I when I was with uh, Venus and Aphrodite for years, mm -hmm. like you know, since the beginning almost of of being a witch, um, which brings us back to love witch because I think one of the things I'm learning about like when I was watching it again, you know, I've had issues with this movie and I know some of it is it's like the bad the forced bad acting <laughs> because it's really good <clears throat> how bad it is, yes, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> But I think one of the things that it's touched on is that for the longest time, I, I kind of fell into that line of thinking around like sex and love magic. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I remember I went to go see um, the author's name. Now she's not, I can see her face and I can't. It's, it's not, no, it's not like a. Yeah, no, it's the Phyllis Curat. Yes, I knew it would come to me before I even like, looked it, it up. It's not like a yeah. a magical sounding last name. So she did a book signing for <laughs> um, it was her love magic book okay. her her and um, I loved her books because they were semi autobiographical and a novel kind of thing. But mm -hmm. also, like I remember the first time I read Book of Shadows, I was like, oh my gosh, I really feel like I've just been dabbling until I read this book, right? Like, and I was ready to really jump in more. But I asked her some question, and I don't even remember how I asked her that question, but she said something to me. And at first I took like, I, you know, it's like whenever you talk to somebody that you really look up to and then they say a thing and you just want to go home and cry because they like... <laughs> <laughs> because they 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 kind of called you out mm -hmm. and like you feel like there's not this like mutual respect there or whatever. <laughs> so I don't remember what it was that I actually said, but she said something about that I was using like love and sex magic as a means to control. Mm. Mm -hmm. 
And did I, yeah, and did I, and did I ever like, or, and, and why was I not looking at it that way? What's funny is I had an interaction with her afterwards when I got my book signed. Oh my. Ooh, yeah, we have more drinks coming. It's so pretty. Look at how curly the little lemon peel is. These garnishes, y'all. My goodness. This is beautiful. I'm not, I'm talking and not drinking. Y'all, the smell. Let me smell it. Is there a licorice or an anise? It's absent. Absent. Oh, well. Oh man, this smells so bright. And you beautiful. had the right idea about getting an Uber. You were very, <laughs> you're right. Fairy. Yes. The playful fairy, yes. Of course, playful there's fairy. absinthe in it. Here it's me, it. once upon a time in a former life. Uh, we'll be yeah, fairies again one day. And you'll um, be a captain. Yeah, I think but you are a captain. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, this is so nice. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, what's oh, your name? Oh, we got oh, oh, another okay. cheers. All right, so this one's. I like this. Like, is it weird oh. that I want a wall of this color? No, I mean, oh, it's no. beautiful. It's like a muted. Like a dusty you know what I want though? I want the, yeah. the like edible, drinkable glitter in it. Oh, <laughs> that would be so awesome. So oh, I know that we're so good. I know that we're talking about like pretty things, and we're talking about a very pretty movie, and we're drinking very pretty drinks and eating mm. very pretty foods. But when I think about eating edible glitter, my mm. first thought is, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> See. Okay, so that's there's your nanny. There is yes, there <laughs> These is are delicious. There there is one so brain delicious. cell between me and Cap, and we we, we volleyball we it back and forth. It's so good. Did you get yes. a picture? I did get a picture. Awesome. I, I do have to beautiful. unfortunately break everyone's hopes on that one because edible glitter is a sugar product. It does digest. Oh. So if, however, you eat something glittery and it comes out, that was wrong. Don't eat, don't eat your, that. Your, yeah, your yeah, intestines yeah, yeah. are probably pretty messed up. A little because bit. glitter is pretty. I want corrosive. a white background. I'm like taking you, the picture. Like you have an ulcer you yesterday. Gotta see the color of this. Like it's so. <laughs> I know. I can't get a good picture of the color. It I just need to. Looks muddy. It's the color of Let's, mystery. Let me find like maybe I could find like a card that we. Yeah, can this like is like a. It it's like a dusky rosy kind of yeah. lavender-y almost. Dusty like Rose. Those. That's a burlesque name right there. Oh, totally. Sure. It kind of fits your a, motif right a, now. There's a, we have a Misty Rose. There's a burlesque legend named Dusty Rose. Oh, oh that's okay. that's what I was thinking of. But um, speaking of Rose, I just want to pull it, point out, even though I think we all look super cute and beautiful today, I got to say, Jenny, I absolutely love Because you got a lot Rose theme going on <laughs> with it's your lipstick pink. and your hair it's and your clothes. Yes. It's very, it's very touristy. Did you her shirt? Is that delicate? I did. <laughs> Uh, crystals and incense moonlight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got well. We got the two Tauruses at the table, and they're both wearing their signature colors. We got a green scarf mm -hmm. and yeah. pink. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I, I'm not wearing anything signature of Aries. I don't think. Your no. hair. My hair. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Just. You got bright Pisces, maybe. Sure. Yeah. Bright like. I mean, I guess it's a rosy glittery eyelid. Yeah, I mean, I wear, and Aries would wear this coat. Yeah. Aries would wear that. I'm wearing. I would wear this coat. Too, I am though. wearing I'm very a, a weird. It does weirdly still match everything that you have on because yeah. of that, like yeah, yeah. Green, because black it, it, and it's, it's lemon meant print. For me. Yeah, I, my my coat is an avocado cheetah print fur, fake fur coat, and I, and I never realized <laughs> that I needed it until right now. <laughs> I think I got it somewhere in like Woodstock with all the bougie ass people. I, I remember yeah. that you told me you came by this coat, and I couldn't picture it until. So hopefully, well, my my family won't listen to this podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, so they got it for my mom. My my aunt and uncle got it for my mom for Christmas. And my mom is very blessed and well endowed 
in her chestal regions. <laughs> and the coat wouldn't fit over her voluptuous uh, bosoms. <laughs> and though I do have bosoms, I do not have bosoms like my mom. And I can bosoms. fit in the coat. <laughs> There's the coat. nobody at this table who's a part of the itty bitty titty community. No. Mm-hmm. It's, no. It's a, but <laughs> I wish talking, I was. Uh, my Some entire days, life, I wished I was. Yeah. Some days I'm laying out at the beach, <laughs> and I'm like, and I have to dig out the things mm, in the sand mm. <laughs> <laughs> and just, and just plop the them in there. Yeah. Oh my god, I wrote. <laughs> so I, I had a reduction in 2008. I wrote an, an article about it that I tried to get like published somewhere, and never did, and it's still sitting around. But I had so many different things like that, like always having to wear. Like, my friend's dad's life jackets when I went yeah. to the lake. Yeah. Or yeah. every time you hold a baby, they start rooting around for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And everybody's like, you're so good with babies. I'm like, it's like, not no, me. I just have boobs. Yeah. Yeah. They just found a home. <laughs> I would love to read that article. I'll have to yeah. dig it up. Um, but, uh, so, love witch, y'all. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> Let's talk about this drink really quick. Yes. Oh, sure. oh, yeah. So, beautiful yes. drink. This is the Playful Fairy. The energies are purification, fairies, and youth. We're doing all the youthful drinks mm, tonight. This is purification. Well, I mean, I feel like yes. Immel <laughs> just happened, so you know, youth, rebirth. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So there's um a lot going on in this drink. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. There's absinthe. There's lemon juice. You, Jen, made the delicious elderberry honey syrup. Mm-hmm. Um, there's violet liqueur. There's orange liqueur, and there's white rum. This, this would, beautiful. let me tell you, if someone gave this to you and playfully suggested, could you come live with me for a thousand years, you'd be like, haha, sure, whatever. And then you'd be stuck. Yeah. That's what happens. It's I mean, like, this is a deal. Okay. I, I read a book once. It was the Wicked Lovely series. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I love that book. I don't know if you ever, did you read it? I started it. It's really good. Yeah. I mean, the third one's a bit of a slog, but mm-hmm. the whole series is really good. Um, but there's a part, spoiler alert. Where the main character in the first book, she drinks with fairies, and so obviously she gets stuck. Mm -hmm. A a part of her soul gets stuck with them. And part of me is all like, psh, I know not to drink with fairies, (laughs) but if it it tasted like this, (laughs) and apparently those those fairies were sexy as hell, so... Did you guys ever see the, um, there was a meme that was like, stop normalizing bath bombs? It was like... (laughs) You, you fools are going to see like a swirling vortex of glitter and different colors and step right into it because you just <laughs> think it's self-care and that's how the bay gets you. So. I, I would, if the bay can come and get me, get me, get my baby brother, let me stare at the David Bowie Oh, dick. yes, please. Because yes, real please. world sucks right now. <laughs> and maybe I would have like rights over my own body. Can we just go world. wherever David Bowie ascended to? Yes. <laughs> yes. So this is delicious, but I will say it's also giving me like this is what my great grandmother smelled like whenever <laughs> you would hug her. Like, That's awesome. Because she always that, had like, like violet or something. Yes. Uh, powder. She mm-hmm. like wore powder all the time, you know? Have y'all ever tried those yeah. violet mints? Yes. Yes. No. That well, me... she also always had um, Necco wafers. Yes. Uh, okay. And there's a violet one yeah. in the Necco, if you have the original Necco wafers, because now there's different ones that they've got like chocolate and stuff, and they didn't have that when I was growing up. She always had them, though, because she had at one time owned a candy store, and she always Fun. had Necco wafers. And so when, as like even when she got towards being like 90 and stuff, you go to her house, there's a thing that's gotten... Nico wafers, like the little packs, not the big ones with the little packs all in it. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. she always had them. And so I think that's what it reminds me of, like yeah. between 
the smell of her like powder and the flowery like smell mm -hmm. and oh. then the candy like the yeah. violet violet like is candy. such like a, i always picture like victorian perfume ads yes yes and that's kind of what she smelled like yeah. Yeah. this this time about two years ago i um walked out of a job that a number of other people had walked out of as well and i Cheers. just decided not to take care of or not to take that as a warning um uh, and so there i've was, been there yeah uh, and I spent like a couple of weeks because we're getting close to the time when violets start to come up. Mm -hmm. And so uh, there was like one day I was just like, I don't know what else to do with my life. I'm going to go pick violets and make something, I guess. <laughs> and I made the massive mistake. I love it. Oh, no. Of, like, you will see a lot of violets that spring up in people's yards right by the road. Mm. <gasps> nope. Nope. Yeah. Nope. 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 Stop no. the pesticides. So I, I, I made myself a violet. It's exhaust. Uh, right. <laughs> a violet syrup that just. Oh, no. Tasted like. Exhaust. Like, like exhaust an entire. Or... Nothing in there was good. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. So I imagine like anyone who's made a violet. Tasted like, like Bolton Industrial. We're gonna be <laughs> over here picking it in the fucking like Alps. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> well, my gra my grandma used to. She called them Johnny Jump Ups instead mm -hmm. of violets. Aww. Very, very Appalachian. I know that the Ren Fair in us. Yeah. <laughs> we, now we want to sing the Johnny Jump Up song. Oh, just now it makes me sad. I need, I need. But um, but she called them Johnny Jump Ups and instead of violets. And she would make like they would, she would candy them. Mm -hmm. And it was West Virginia up in Clarksburg where it was much easier to find flowers not by the side of the road. Right. Right. <laughs> so, but yes, this is I really do like this, this drink. Is, I, yeah, this is a drink that a certain beautiful uh, blue building in East Atlanta Village for when they're doing. <laughs> yes. uh, mm. uh, Parties and, this is, and shows. This is I think hellish to batch, though. It yeah. might be. Oh, um, yeah, because probably because of the champagne. But I don't know. There's a lot of um, maybe just a. Uh, everything else party. could be batched with the the honey syrup and the lemon juice the and yeah. And I know the absinthe. I know the absinthe is just like a, a mist. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and it, you just rinse the glass with it. Um, but everything else could be batched, and then you just add the the sparkling on top. Isn't it uh, funny that it's like the first thing you said, you were like, there's delicious. something anise in here and it's just a mess. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that, like, that... but it's also like the, to me, it's the color of almost every bridesmaid's dress that I saw in the 80s. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> it's so true. It's literally my mother's bridesmaid's, like, exactly it's like that color. mauve color, right? Look, like that soft, dusty that's like, purple. It's mauve, but it's yes. pretty. <laughs> it no, that's just what it's reminding me of. But like, looking right. at it, I'm like, yes, my aunt's bridesmaid's dress were this color. And Which like, is color. also because yes. that was like a Victorian throwback. Yeah, oh, yeah. Was, yes. oh, that no, was no, super like. Um, yeah. Oh God, I can't. Remember. As, oh, Victoria, um, as uh, Trisha would say in Love Witch, Victoriana. Oh, <laughs> I let me tell you. So one of the things I speaking of like all of this aesthetic, like one of the things with Love Witch that I think God, it's pretty. Was something that I understood a lot was you're gonna have to a certain degree a lot of our as we the early earlier used the term um, neurospicy friends. Yes, a lot of the ways that we end up getting ourselves to do tasks is to kind of romanticize it a little mm -hmm. bit, and mm -hmm. to a oh, certain for, sure. for to a certain extent like romanticizing our life and coming up with that that character mm -hmm. or that method that look makes life so much easier now. That could be a neurospicy thing. It could just be that we're in a hellscape, and of course that makes things easier. <laughs> mm, yes. Yeah. But, or both. Yes. Yeah. Because we're all neurospicy yeah. here, yeah. right? Yeah. And then, like, ruled by Venus. You know? Yes. Yeah. But also, like, by Mars. But for <laughs> Elaine, like, the idea of this is clearly the world she can make sense of. Yes. Oh, oh we. That's what that spoke. That's what I thought about with that, that film. So, if I can say, I know we're, we kind of we've, we've secretly slid into it now. 
um, the, the topic of, at hand. Um, so I just want to say I really love movies. I really love books. I will overanalyze the shit out of them to the mm-hmm. point where my father has told me that it makes it not fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Come it's talk fun. talk to me about it because my, I love that shit. My Jupiter is in Virgo. I'm going to mm-hmm. analyze shit. Anyway, <laughs> but, um... Wait, why does I loved, oh, Jupiter and Virgo? Nice. Also, that weird doomsday cult guy also had Jupiter and Virgo. <laughs> uh, well, no, I told you that. I told that story on another Moon Chasers podcast, but uh, on the first one, actually. But, um, but, uh. God, that's going down too. I know, easy. right? Yeah. Oh, God. Absinthe. Yeah, like trying to slow down. Absinthe will get you. It smells but so refined. The I wine know. is such serious. Okay. Ooh, it's close. Oh, that's a perfect placement, right? Because mm-hmm. Jupiter, yeah. Anyway. Uh, but um, so the thing about Elaine, and this is what I have to. So the one thing I have to say, if you've watched Love Witch and you didn't like it, I implore you to watch it again, and I implore you to watch it with subtitles, mm-hmm. because it is a very silly movie. And I thought, I there was like a movie night at uh, the big beautiful uh, dance building mm-hmm. and um, and nobody liked it. <laughs> nobody liked it. Um, Captain was not there with me. Was they, they were not there to help me uh, champion for the movie. And I was like, why are people not seeing how funny this movie is? Because I think it's kind of funny. But then oh, again, it's totally hilarious I, to watch. I, like, you're like, well, oh my God. Whenever I watch it's it. It's like laughing at Rocky Horror Picture Show yes, to me. It's like, yes, exactly. it's very similar. I like, think yeah. it could be the witchy Rocky Horror Picture Show if people would so. just give it a chance. Mm-hmm. And if they just put in musical numbers. Right? <laughs> well, there is the, like, one. fa-la-la and tra-la-la. Oh, sure. Well, yeah. And there's <laughs> April Showers, a real burlesque dancer. Yeah, who I've actually met. Yes. And... I, uh, we'll get to the, the, the burlesque representation of that movie later. But, um, but what gets me about, so I implore people to watch it again. Because when I first watched it, I was in a really shitty headspace. I had not yet broken up with my boyfriend, but we were on that path. It's like, we knew it was happening. Yeah, this came out in like 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I sat in a bathtub for the entire two hours. Cause Cold this is a water. Long- I kept okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, like I you think, do. <laughs> I Plenty. y'all know me. My self care is sitting in a bathtub and crying. Um, oh, sure, mine too. And, I, yeah. and listening to Aurora's <laughs> Runaway. <laughs> but, uh, it's a good song. But uh, um, if I listen to it in the bathtub and you know wear my little things under my eyes, I can pretend like I'm Gen Z. Uh, oh my God, I'm like in euphoria. <laughs> I shouldn't make fun of Gen Z. We love you. We love you, future. You're doing things we. You're doing were. so you're, good. You're doing so. You're good. doing Gen things Z. that we're just jealous of. Yes, yeah. and we're we're very tired. Um, <laughs> so good job, good job doing the things. But because um, I watched it, and the first time I watched it, I liked it, but I didn't know why because I felt like I'm missing something. This is upheld. They all the articles I read about it said that it was a feminist film. It didn't feel feminist. Mm-hmm. But I didn't mm-hmm. watch it with subtitles, which you need because this is a very quietly filmed movie. Yeah. True. And everyone talks in such low tones throughout the whole movie. What I'm really interested in is it's love. No shit. You've been talking about it for the whole ten minutes of There's the Is she? No, that's, that's my thing. Is she? she no, she's not. That's her that's, idea. That's she, what thinks she thinks she love is. is. She thinks she it's, is. But she's never been she's given a, a proper, a, she's a a proper example of what love is. She's a very abused and traumatized woman. She who, has never, sure. ever been given... First of all, well, we'll, we'll get into my overanalyzation. I'm going to... Because I know I have a tendency to talk too much on these things. So I'm going to try to analyze it without talking too much. 
You got to pick the first movie that we did, which is <laughs> yeah, watch. So yeah. you can okay. talk the most you, about you it. So, well, it's because we're theme. still in the month of love. Even yes. though Valentine's Day is technically over, it's still the month of love. Um, Lupercalli was just a couple of days ago, but uh, <laughs> a few days ago, I should say. Um, but I have to watch it twice to really get the nuance. Because on the surface level, it's just a, a mentally unstable girl flitting from penis to penis trying to find love and you and, and peeing in bottles and, and peeing in, people in the back leaving your dna evidence at a crime scene you lame i know i know madam um but when you really watch it you realize it's really interesting um if we were to describe that these are the instances happening you'd be like what the- I- I knew that lady. She was arrested in my neighborhood. Like, <laughs> well, the, the problem is, and I thought about this on the way, and this is really me overanalyzing like the imagery of the film, but if Anna Biller wanted you to do anything, it was she wanted you to look at the imagery Absolutely. of the film. Absolutely. Right. I mean, you know, the, the Three of Swords, which, you know, we love mm. on this podcast, uh, it was the first uh, uh, card that we pulled. Oh, and then Lucas. Wait, yeah, tell her that part. Lucas had it. a very, Lucas, who is Cap's partner, mm-hmm. um, had a really good interpretation of it. Uh, he said that we're, you know, we're three women getting to the heart of nice. witchcraft. I, like, like yeah. yeah, something about like cutting. <laughs> I don't know if we ever really do that. We get to the heart of something. Yeah, generally. We, in every we, episode. we get yeah. drunk and talk about pretty movies. Uh, yeah. The heart has many chambers. We're yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. But um, but so if you notice, so the movie is we're only for the most part like yeah. There's a couple scenes with like the police station. And going to the witchcraft expert, which we'll talk about why that man is not a witchcraft expert. <laughs> but he has the coolest office ever. Yes, but it pissed me off. He pissed. You know why he pissed me off. All of you, read my mind. Y'all know why he pissed me yeah. off. Um, that man trying to talk shit. Uh, but um, get, this is what happens. But wasn't that part of the feminist aspect? Yeah. Of that's what film. I think. That's yes. what I think yes. it was. It's like you know, um, uh, yeah, there's another mansplainer. Yes. Right. <laughs> well, I'll get to that in a second because I have issues with him. Um, so, the whole movie, it's, uh, you're viewing this movie through Elaine's lens. You get no real other perspective except Elaine's. Mm-hmm. And she is an incredibly unreliable narrator. Right. She, she seemingly tells the truth. Because it's her truth. Like, I didn't right. kill him. It's like, he just got really sick. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. he's buried in his own backyard. Right. She just, because in her head... I truly think she doesn't realize that she's hurting people. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I, except the first scene. So in the first scene, when she's driving along, very Tippy Hedren, mm-hmm. in I her love car, that shot so much. He's like, "I'm starting a new life where it's clean and quiet amongst the redwoods." <laughs> this is my Samantha Ronson voice, <laughs> Robinson voice. Um, thank you, thank you, Fuller. <laughs> you turned her even more witchy and like fifty uh, years yes. older. <laughs> well, the funny thing about that actress is that she's American, but both of her parents were British actors, mm. and you can really hear that British affectation in her voice, even oh. though she's not oh. British. Okay. And I, again, I went nuts about this movie, but um, uh, also she was in a Quentin Tarantino movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Wait, who did she play? She played the Folgers heiress. She didn't have any lines. She was one of the ones that almost get yeah. in the movie almost gets. Okay. But, uh, okay. Yeah, that's the only good part about that movie because I fucking hated that movie. Fuck you, Quentin Tarantino. Oh, Sorry, I, liked it. I hated it. Don't fuck Quentin Tarantino. And we just, and we, just <laughs> I, no. we just watched Babylon too, which I have like I could I could have a whole discussion I, about Babylon. I, I, I maybe I'll watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood again. I just I had 
It, that's not a witch's watch, but I had a lot of issues with that movie. Um, I feel like perspective-wise with this one. I have a lot of issues with Tarantino. Tar- well, it kind of goes into this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I have a lot of issues with Tarantino Tarantino as an auteur. Yeah. And I also don't like that he writes movies just so he can say the N-word a lot. He can just write the N-word a lot. That kind of annoys me. I feel I feel <laughs> like he's kind of gotten past that, but I guess not totally. I mean, like Pulp Fiction. eight. Well, in Pulp Fiction, when he in actually Django. got to yeah. be on screen, say, well, so, yeah. but then there's, I don't know. I know. So hear I, me I, out. One mm. of his biggest things that he says mm-hmm. is his main, like, his main drive is to make people feel something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can tell a lot of it is to make people feel really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I do That's feel like that right there is one way that he's constantly trying to, like, make people uncomfortable like because once upon a time those things would be said in a movie and nobody would even blink yeah right and now yeah and now they're said and it grates you it grates against you and against like you know and every time you hear it but it i i feel like it's it's one of those things that's supposed to have an an effect on people as they're watching the film i mean that it makes be, people uncomfortable yeah for sure. that may be true i just i just have there's so many movies of his that i do i did like Django when i first saw it I, I did like, like I still like Kill Bill. Inglorious Bastards to a point. To a point. What's interesting to me is that I feel like he ends up meeting people in his life that he deliberately is like, I want to make you yeah. feel these things. And the funny thing was when I saw Inglorious Bastards having had experiences with his other films, like you said, they're just like he wants to make people uncomfortable. I was just like, this is amazing. And then I was like, the people he wants to make uncomfortable are not me. Right. Yeah. Um, whoever he is, like he's just like. I want you to understand that the power that you think you have mm-hmm. is not real. Right. And at any time, you have people who have wanted you in horrible ways. Mm-hmm. They've wanted to see you in the worst way. They wanted to see you at your lowest. And the only reason that they have it is because they retain their humanity. You son of a... <laughs> you son of a... <laughs> but, yeah, it was kind of funny because I have... I have very Italian cousins, and I have very Southern cousins, and they are the same thing. They are the same people. <laughs> I felt like that was about to be like, and no. never the, the no, twain no. shall. <laughs> uh, my, my mama's side is very Italian, but it's also very Appalachian. Got it. And so... That's where Grazzi comes in. Grazzi. <laughs> but it's funny listening to um, fake Southern Brad Pitt with with already the worst Nazis. Southern accent I've ever heard <laughs> on the camera. He's from, he's he's from Missouri. Oklahoma. You would think he's from Oklahoma. No, it's Missouri. Oh, really? I thought he was born in Oklahoma. Same, same thing. No, no. <laughs> he was think, born in... Um, I would think he's uh, a Missouri boy. Gosh, what is it? Vincent Price. Okay, but the thing is, I oh, know he can do Price. a good Southern accent because I saw Thelma and Louise. Right. And that was an yes. awakening of some sorts. Um, I know he can, but he was doing a comically bad Southern accent, so it's fine. But... But listening to him say bon No, oh, he's from Shawnee, Oklahoma, y'all. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, Why did I think it was Missouri? I that, has, that has the same um, like, syllables as Gary, Indiana. Shawnee, Oklahoma, Shawnee, Oklahoma. You left. We're all, but, well, I mean, obviously he can do his other accent. Because we all heard it in <laughs> Thelma and Louise. I think he was doing a comically bad one on purpose. But listening to him go buongiorno. <laughs> I have this cousin who's not Italian, but her side of the family married into the Italian. She's my cousin by marriage. Her side of the family married into the Italian family, and she's very sweet. I love her. She, me and her always talk about practical magic on Facebook together. Um, but she will try to sound Italian words out in her Tennessee accent. Oh. Can I get the manicotti? <laughs> and it's real cute. And, and so when I hear bonjour, no. 
I think, man, a Cody. Can I got that there, Capicola? <laughs> Capicola. Uh, that reminds me of my mother-in-law. Is that like a Coca-Cola? My mother-in-law, like, grew up in the South or whatever, but she and her husband both did, um, like, culinary school for a while, and yeah. they wanted to open a restaurant, and, like, they started talking about a scoffier and, like, getting very, very, Ooh, you know, fancy, fancy yeah. or whatever. <laughs> There's, um, I don't know if you guys have ever been to Iberian Pig in Decatur. Oh, yeah. Mm-mm. So they have, good. like, all these amazing, amazing tapas, but one of them is albondigas, which is, meatballs. like, meatballs. Yeah. And mm. she was like, do y'all have those ablondingas? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I worked in the tapas restaurant. They're so good there, too. Not once in the year. I am so upset that not once in the year that I worked in a tapas restaurant that no one pronounced albondigas. My husband and I are just like, we don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh. But she said it so many times over the years that we're just like, when we go to Iberian Pig, like, Ablondigas? Yep. <laughs> How do you say it right again? Ablondigas. Yeah. That's adorable and I love it. I love, I love people. <laughs> so sometimes I have very little faith in humanity and then I hear that story. <laughs> okay, so let's go okay. back into Love Witch. All right, let's so talk about, what I want to talk about oh. is I want to talk about... One second. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just to finish the the thought I had okay, earlier before sorry. I started on my Tarantino hate thing. Sorry to anyone that likes Tarantino. I'm I have a love hate relationship. No, but that um, that actually goes back into but, the movie. Like, well, yeah, because visually the yes. tour stuff. But the thing is, she's a very unreliable narrator. And the thing when you first watch it, and sometimes like I didn't pick up on this until like the second or third time I watch it. This movie is set in modern times. Mm-hmm. It is not set in the 60s mm-hmm. or 70s. Right. Because when you first, and this is where I get really over analytical with it. When you first see Trish, which is Elaine's friend? Oh my, Trish is <laughs> a little. Question mark? So who's Wait, trying to be her friend? Um, yes. And, it, but, and yeah, she sees, she's, it's a whole thing with Trish. Uh, we'll get to characters in a second, but, um. <laughs> But when you first see her, first of all, she's driving a very modern car. Like it's nothing like yeah. flashy. It's not like a G, a, a, a 2010 GT or anything. It's but like it's a, it's a modern car. <laughs> yeah. And oh. see, Lane's is very. Um, um, uh, she's got like a classic. vintage T-Bird. It's a vintage or car. And so. Is it a T-Bird? Maybe a mm. Yeah. But that fits with her aesthetic or it's something. Got, Doesn't she get out of a BMW? I, I don't remember. I know it's a... Trish? It's, it's, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 And so it's... Because I, I remember the first time seeing it, I'm like, damn. What? What the... Yeah. That's a that's a modern car. Right. That's exactly. not even like an old BMW. And Did she, they not have the budget? And, like, and you know? that so infrequently, though. There's yes. like a shot of a phone, like, well, every so that, That's the thing. You only see two shots of a cell phone, really, mm-hmm. and it's with Trish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the first time you see it, so the first time you're with her for like, and Trish is also the one who's like, you've been brainwashed by the yeah, patriarchy. like she's yes. she's trying to bring Elaine into like right. reality, and but Elaine's also like, no, could have been a conversation in the seventies. Just saying, oh, like sure. that could have yeah, 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 been the same conversation. Yeah, but so we're we're with Elaine, we're following her. She's she is already delusional at this point in the first because you know you're just like I, I'm off to a new life where it's quiet and calm amongst the redwoods. She's becoming very British as it goes I on. Um, but uh, yes, yes, children, come into my gingerbread house. Um, and it's a very different witch. Yes, a very different witch. And but the thing is, the, one of the first flashbacks because there's so many flashbacks in this movie. The first flashback you see is her ex-husband Jerry choking to death because of poison or yes. what have you on on a drink, Poor and Jerry. she smirks at the camera mm-hmm. and goes. 
Poor Jerry. And like, so on some level, she knows she's responsible, but her. Well, that's but the she's thing. Is pushing, she a sociopath? Like, that's just yeah. basically. Is that what it is? Or she's delusional, and she's and she's <coughs> she's concocting this narrative in her head to protect yeah. herself. I think right. she's yes. so traumatized and so like but, and yeah. ritualistically abused. Honestly, if you oh, yeah. look at the like what game the, with the, the Gerald coven. the Gerald yes. Gardner stand-in, yes. Yes. like laying yes. on top of her and everything. Yeah. Like there, she's obviously not been able to process her own trauma. But in we, that way. but because. But but, the, yeah. she, but when she talks about him at the beginning, she was like, "He told, he taught me everything. He taught me everything about men." And I, I like, understand that's that a, like, so that's, much better. Yeah, that's it's definitely what an abuser will do, yes. right? But is, she never says him by name. She right. says the coven, but she'll she's does she ever the, say the like only, the high priest? The or only anything? person that she is openly disdainful throughout this whole movie, like you get this sense that she does not like a lot of women in the in the. Yeah. No, except Barbara. I think what you do is you get the sense that she doesn't trust women yes. because women have been, they, she's been taught that women are competition yes. and but not to be trusted. The which is something we're still which is, raised. Which is, it is, it is, but it's also something that she does herself, yes. right? Yes. But she also, the only woman that she has any sort of trust with, which she's not completely trustful with because even she'll keep, yeah, Barbara, she'll, yes. keep, she'll keep some things away from her. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because... <clears throat> Barbara is not a sexual um, competitor with her because Barbara is with Gayen, yeah. and that is one man that B- Elaine wants absolutely nothing with. So she's not yeah. in sexual competition with her. Mm-hmm. But the only person that she shows open disdain for is Gayen. Like he tries to kiss her, and she's like, and she's all yeah. She like turns like you can totally see this on the podcast right now. <laughs> I, I made a face. <laughs> I forget sometimes what kind of she did this. <laughs> um, she did. Uh, she made a very bad scowl. Um, but the thing is, like, we're not really with her for that first five minutes, and we're not no. in her fantasy, because we see the ultimate main love interest in the first five minutes, because Griff, before he becomes a detective, he's a cop that pulls her over, and she is not trying to seduce him. She's trying to get out of there because she's wary of cops mm-hmm. for several good reasons. Because you know yes. how you know if she's trying to seduce you. Yes. It goes a close-up on her eyes, and it's dead. Like, and it's a dead, it's like a dead model look in her eyes, too. Well, it's not even, so sexy, it's not even like a... It. I am evoting any sort of energy out of oh, my it, eyes at all. It's purely the eyeshadow that's doing the work. Yes. That's and it. the fact that she already has like amazing bedroom eyes, like yeah. naturally. Yes. But like, so we're not really with her in this fantasy yet until we see Trish get out of the car and we see her put her phone away. And it's like a, a now phone. This isn't like a car phone from mm-hmm. the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a... Uh, it, it, it's a smartphone. And maybe a flip phone. phone. I swear I saw her in like the second like maybe scene with it. She like closes this button, like the okay. the mm-hmm. screenshot. I don't know. But um, but she closes it. It wasn't an Apple movie, so. <laughs> and so, <laughs> but from there on, we're kind of with Elaine because now we're really getting, like we're in the, we're in that, that very witchy apartment, which I want real mm-hmm. bad. So good. We're in that really witchy apartment with her. We're with her as she's doing her magic. From she's then on. not painting, painting. Yeah. 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 And, but from <laughs> then on, we are with her on her fantasy. And we're like, yeah, man, you fucking, you make. Get it. You make that soap. You pee in that bottle. Yes, <laughs> yes, queen, you get it. And, but then the, the second, the next time we see the phone. Is after spoiler alert, Richard has died mm-hmm. and Trish has gone 
uh, very she's grieving and she's not happy at all. And now she like she doesn't even look remotely no. like put together a, or anything. Yeah. And she's like uh, very modern looking, like wearing all black. Yes, and she's wearing and, and she tried on Elaine's promise ring, which I'm sorry, that's a weird thing promise to do. Ring. I know. Don't try on somebody else's like relationship ring. Mm-hmm. That I feels mean, weird. I would say that that's that's a moment of her trying to understand Elaine. That's fair, and like, but she she tries it on and she leaves it on. And then that's when she pulls the phone out of her pocket. She's like, Elaine, which also implies that Elaine actually has a cell phone. And he's mm. like, I know you're driving. Oh, I'll right. Be, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll be you over there to drop ring. your ring off. Um, yeah. And from there on, we know shit's about to go down. Because yeah. she just pulled the phone out. And from there on, the, the movie starts its decline mm-hmm. into, oh, no, bad things are about to happen. So the, the phone's kind of indicative. It's like, from the first time we see the phone, we are in a good little fantasy along with Elaine. And when the next time we see the phone, that's when shit gets real. We have more drinks. Oh my gosh! And look at what you guys did. You cut those really Dude, pretty oranges. Oh my goodness! They took an exacto knife to these orange slices. I don't want to use it as a bookmark. Wait, are we supposed to like twist them ourselves or? No, no. I've actually pre-expressed. Orange. Thank you. Nice. Oh, it smells so nice. <laughs> it smells so nice. Express yourself. Oh. All right. So See, this is this, this is the one. lavender sazerac. Yeah. Which I, y'all, I'm telling you, I love a sazerac. It makes me think of Burt. That name Ooh. makes me think of Burt Bacharach. Burt Bacharach. Oh, he just Christine died. Just died. Yes. R.I.P. Yeah. I always um, think of like Austin Powers when I think of Burt Bacharach. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Burt Bacharach. When you fall in love. Cheers, y'all. Cheers. Aww. Oh, it's also a Cheers. great Mardi Gras drink, y'all. Oh God, oh, yes, it's coming up. up isn't it? Is it Tuesday? Uh, it's coming Tuesday. It would have to be. It's mm-hmm. always a Tuesday. Oh God, I got it. Yes, but I think it's this coming Tuesday. That means that the next day is international. You got something on your forehead day. Yep. Oh, yeah. Cut something right there. I'm Catholic, y'all. Like, I still got to do it. So I'm a bad Catholic. Uh, but... yeah. yeah. That's freaking delicious. It's really good. I love it. It's very, it's it's very, very, it's very smoky. <laughs> I'm going to have to sip that. I'm going to have to sip that like, one. They're just like smiling at the end of the <laughs> kitchen. Like, they're so <laughs> proud of themselves right now. They should be. The processional of these drinks, let me tell you. So we've gone from like a very forward, non-ambiguous person who's flirting with you and asking you out. To you are now having a drink together. It is a dangerous drink, and you did not know how powerful. And it you was. smell you, you smell your wedding flowers. Right, and this is the drink that you have right before you shut the door. You smell your wedding, or flowers. after the door's oh been God, shut for a while, it. actually, probably. Or <laughs> yeah, how much is going on? Or this, this is the drink that you have after while you're smoking a cigarette. Yeah, right? that's what I'm saying. You up for round seven? Can I read out what this has? What's going on? Yes, do it. We have absinthe. We again. Yeah. What a magical. It's a it's a it's a riff of a sazerac. Yeah. Uh, We have uh, sugar cube, lavender bitters, uh, anisturo bitters, uh, peixot bitters, uh, Mm -hmm. violet liqueur, rye whiskey, and one fresh sprig of lavender for garnish, which has been replaced with this immaculately beautiful. Yes. Um, beautiful what rectangle. Yeah. What is that one for? So it's actually, is it, is it, also it looks like a, a stick of gum. Like, <laughs> like it's actually like perfectly. It's fruit <laughs> it will not use flavor. It's like juicy fruit. It smells like juicy Captain fruit. is all like, it looks immaculately cut. And the nurse like, it's a stick of gum. <laughs> Look, as someone who, all you need to know. in their career, has had to cut lots of pieces of paper That's and right. like yes. make them perfect. Yes. I'm, I, well I can absolutely... Yes. I can't like I can't cut a straight line to save my life. It's horrible. Like I mean, if I'm sewing or something, I have to have a guide. But oh, it's like rulers all the way. Christmas presents and stuff, like I have to hide the cut side underneath yeah. the other side. And, Nothing like, about this. I would never straight. be able to do that. So this is for purification, peace, fairies, and spirituality. 
So many uh, fairies. So many fairies today. What's really interesting to me is so at the bottom of most of these cocktails, there's also um, an advanced magic section that we'll talk about a tarot card mm-hmm. or a Ooh. mineral Ooh. stone. Yeah, I love and this book so much. In this uh, case, you've got green kyanite, how these and uh, green kyanite has a strong affinity with nature, spirits, and divas. Mm. Um, D or divas. D E. Sorry, I say divas too. And Mariah Carey. And it can be used to connect with these spirits on a deeper level. These associate Make green kinate a great enchantment to your Sazerac cocktail. To imbue the beverage with this crystal, hold it in one hand, and as you mix your drink, then hold it above the glass once it's done and while sipping. So that's what I love well, about this book. Well, is yeah. it gives you a little like, ritual substitute thing. For yes. Yes. And also, like um, in the beginning, I think I, I was telling her before we started recording, I've had, I've, I've seen a lot of different like witchcraft cocktail books, yeah. and a lot of them it's like, Here's twelve recipes, one for each zodiac sign or whatever, and yeah. like it's kind of dumbed down. And this is just this like is layered, thought provoking. It, it's got like the advanced magic and part. The, I it's mean, got the all photos of the, are gorgeous. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's got these like ritualistic kind of like it tells you what to to visualize while you're mixing Ooh. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there's a whole section in the front that's just energetics of these different botanicals. So it's like rose, and it tells you all these different, you know, lavender and, and yeah, so violet. Pretty. It's yeah, a really, honey. really well done book. Yes, yes. It's, it's a gorgeous book. Yeah. I gotta go find this book now. Yeah. Where'd you get it? It was like, Amazon. Well, I yeah, go. I got, I, I ended up ordering it after seeing hers because I was like, this is, there's a lot of cocktails in it too. Yeah, there's a lot of them. That's there's what, hundred. There's over, like, I think it's almost 200 pages in this well, book. Well, I guess. That's what I was trying to get across to you guys when I was first sending you recipes because I sent you like eight. Yeah, just you're like, from, and I was like, how many choice. can there possibly be? No, like, and that it's was like, oh no, no, no. From the there, like, section. if you look at the con, like, if you look at the contents yeah. list, there's a lot, yeah. and they're broken up into different areas. Well, and Ursula and... was like, there's no bourbon drinks in that book. I'm like, oh no, there's like 50. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just didn't choose any of those. To I would say another place I would look for it. I'm not sure if I'd absolutely find it there. Um, for your Atlanta locals, mm. um, going to be the Phoenix and Dragon. Yes, yeah. Sure. Which let me tell you, I, I I only started visiting that place within about the last year. Oh, really? I, I've been prior, going there since I moved here. Right. Prior to that, I, I have a lot of people just like time. it's just so. I don't know. Oh, oh no. I love it. It, it feels so good in there. The yes. first yes. time I ever went in, I was just like, I'm, I'm surrounded by crystals and fluffy cats, and I yes. want to live here. So yes. then they actually had, like, Italian witchcraft stuff, yes. which is kind of hard to find. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. And they have, a clo- they have a closed practices section as well, oh. Um, oh. which is very much like a... You don't need to be in there. Yeah. You can look at that and go, that's really neat, and then keep that's on going. Not for me. Of the other persuasions. Um, but yeah, it is, it is very organized. Like here's where you're going to find this book section. Here's where you're going to find your robes, your candles yeah. of this particular. They even have the like super Ooh, expensive robes. high magic books under lock and key in yes. there too. Yeah. They're terrible. I, I wish I lived closer. Oh yeah. It's worth the trip. It's yeah. So, my, so I, like I'm lucky trip. that my kids love to go there. And yeah. so we'll make a trip to go up there and then we'll go eat ramen up there, um, yes. uh, nearby, um, or, and get rolled ice cream and stuff. Cause it's all right there. <gasps> But um, John did like, say he would go with me after he found out there were cats there. He was like, Oh, oh yeah, and there's like four now. Weirdly, great birthday cards like that. Yes, is yes. Uh, yeah, yeah they do. Their greeting card section is really thoughtful. <laughs> just like, oh my god, like and yeah. funny crap in there too. Like after a while of seeing so many of, I can't remember the name of the cartoons where it's like the old ladies with the glasses who are just yes, like, yeah. I don't know what to do about my tits swinging this long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those cards are everywhere. And this is a lot more like. 
there are other experiences that people have and other genders right. and other this and right. just like we're looking to the future in this one a little bit. Right. I hi yeah. They, they've done really, really well, and I appreciate them. The, this may well be something that's there. They tend to have a really good spread of different books that are there. Yeah. I actually um, had a Chimaru. They have a whole, I love yes. also that they have a whole, like, uh, young adult and children section, too. Yes. Um, so that you, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. They, well, they've got the little kids section, but then, like, up in the front near the books, like, when you go in and you go to the left, there's, like, a young adult and then children's that are not super young mm-hmm. section and Over then they've got like the, the young children's section that are back where all the candles are i love that because so, it needs to be yeah. more like witchy children's books there are they they, of, they have them yeah. that's the good thing it's like and like they have teen witch and they mm-hmm. like that's yeah. silver raven wolf right and they have like all of those kind of books i'm but sorry they also have teen like witch a, and you didn't break I'm up sorry when i hear <laughs> they, teen have, witch. they have a they have a bunch of uh <laughs> counting on you uh <laughs> Q plus books too that are that are for adults and kids and stuff. So it's um, you know I've always liked. They had to cut down the tree that's in the center and it's carved now. But Mm -hmm. I remember like I have pictures with my my really good friend Kelly that I'm actually working uh, with you both to get her on the show for the spring for like spring cleaning Mm -hmm. because she does Reiki for interiors. I want to hear that. And yeah. And I I told her, I think that we would have a really good conversation around that. But um, every time she comes to visit, we will go and we have so many pictures of us hugging that tree. <laughs> like in the back, like it, uh, that's just one of the things that we had to do every time she would come visit. Yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful space. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I interrupted you about your point about Love Witch. I want to hear oh. your point about Love Witch. Now that we've had our oh, so, much so no, no, no. What I, wanted, what I wanted to talk about, what's interesting is that um, one of the things that made me laugh, I, I will say this, because I, I, have, I have a witch bottle. That's for my home, right? Oh, to to uh, to bury for protection of my home, basically to ward my home from mm-hmm. anybody <laughs> fucking with me or my house. Mm-hmm. But I remember that was one of the first times, like I'd I'd read about him, but that was one of the first times you see someone making yes. one in a movie. Mm-hmm. And then to me, I was like, why'd you have to go and ruin it by talking about how? There are so many people who have never seen a used tampon. It's like, just put the tampon in there. No, yeah. but... But I guess some people may not even know what it is if she yeah. didn't speak it out loud. No, and that I think that's the entire point because, right. like, she talks about it. Well, and like, then when it they is. find the bottle on the grave, they're like, what is this? Yeah. Yes, I've never seen of, one before. It's yeah. kind of the whole, like, blue liquid yeah. sort of yeah. deal, yeah. like... That they whole, don't know what it is. Yeah. That whole reason is why I don't think she's like a full-blown sociopath. Like she, she's toxic as fuck, and she's not a good person. But I don't think she's a full-blown sociopath because I don't think she realizes that she's hurting people. Because if she realized that she was responsible for Wayne Peters' death, which I want to talk about these names in a second. Oh, if she, sure. If she realized. Might as well just call him Peter Wiener, you know, right? Might as well just call him Small Dick, because Wayne Peters. Yes. Um, A waning Peter. Yeah, Yeah. Wayne Peter. Couldn't keep it up. Yeah, there you go. Old Penny Weening. Old Penny Weening. Wait, Waning Peter. Waning Peter. I can't believe I didn't think about that before. Oh, no, I thought about this really hard. I'm sorry. I overanalyzed the shit out of this really hard. I think one of the things that gets us on her side is all the men are disgusting. I'm yeah, like, all of the men oh. are disgusting. Okay, like, so I, point, like, yeah. first, like I would not touch any of them. Not Griff's uh, partner. I wait. Okay, so he's fun, right. He's fucking right. Funniest part of the entire movie is the punch. <laughs> oh god, the punch! It's like, they're all get off my like, back. 
I've seen it three times now, and every time I just like crack up. So. Well, that's so seventies though, because you can hear like the, 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 the superimposed nap over it. Yeah. Yes. Um, but. Uh, but no, like Wayne, like if she really thought that she was responsible for his death, because even she says later on in the movie, she's like, he died because he loved me too much. Or no, he said, she says that about Richard. He's like, uh, he died after a beautiful night. His heart gave out after a beautiful night of lovemaking. Her voice has changed now. <laughs> but, um, but she doesn't so say that she, she said it's not the first person she's buried. But she right? doesn't. Well, but well later she, she on, she's him. basically like, "Yeah, like but she they're all horrible." But she doesn't take responsibility. She doesn't realize that she's the one that caused the death, because if she did on some, because I think in her head, because he says he, he's like, "You dress yourself up and do this little sexy Stepford wife act, or you're this creepy Stepford wife." When Griff is talking to her, yeah, and but, I, but she basically cops to it after that because she's yeah. like, um, I've, "I've been a bad girl. Are you gonna like, spank me or?" Well, Whatever but then she she goes into the you her, know I took my power back her like, Oscar moment. Yes, it's yeah. very. Yes. I I love the way she's like all my life I've been thrown in yes, the garbage. Yes, yes. <laughs> the vibrato, yes. the vibrato on that. That's I know we're trying yes. to be. Yes, yes. It's such a riffable movie. Like Tom Servo and Crow are constantly in my oh. head when I'm watching it. She's like, you might say that I'm addicted to love. Might as well face it. I'm addicted <laughs> to love. So there was one reviewer that I was watching who was talking about. Um, I, I forget the guy's name now, but he's like trying not to talk too much about the movie he's like i just want you to go watch it i'll yes. wait two hours oh yeah Colin then, Colgren. okay yeah. okay because he was like maybe you were thinking this and it was like sexploitation film maybe you were thinking this but it, it is a sexploitation bit. film it, it, it i mean it def- is. it's a wish exploitation <laughs> <laughs> film too like, but when you've got someone who finds personal power in that and yeah. the beauty and all of that because that's and it Anna does Biller, turn it on its head. And, and, and Anna Biller was actually really upset that people, because when they, I think it was Russ Meyer, like yeah. the original like sexploitation director. So that's well, and that's, really and that's the thing, though. That's what I but, was but this, to get this to. is one of the things that I was that I was thinking about though. Whenever I was watching it, I was like, absolutely, because she does Take look. Them very very much like those girls yes yes, yes. Sure. Like, like with the with the the hair bump and the 60s mm-hmm. hair and the eyeliner and all that kind of stuff and like but, but the thing is is she's not like this coming in and like kicking down doors and taking men and like and yes kill. yeah right, she's right, not right. but but it's still the, her aesthetic is very much like yeah. all of those women. But well, so what, what this... Um, Cal Cogren. Yeah, what he was talking about, what I found really, really fascinating, was he was saying how Anna Biller was so offended when she was compared to Russ Meyer, when she was compared to Tarantino, when she was compared to all of these people who, modern times even, are still doing these like pastiche sort of... But they're like, all doing the it looks. for a male gaze. Yes. yes. Yeah. So he was talking about that was the main difference where if you look at like... Faster, what was it? Faster, 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 faster. Yeah. Like, all of the women, you never see them register an emotion. You no. never see them, like, you know, lock eyes with they're somebody or whatever. They're shot from the bottom while they're yes. doing, yeah. That's the quintessential so, femba. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So the whole thing is, like, the men are watching them. And even in the case of, of women who are, like, violent or something and taking on these more male traits, it's still the men's reaction to them. Yeah. Where right. Love Witch, it's all from her perspective. Yeah. Sure. Well, I mean, Tori Santana, she, like she, she was a burlesque performer, and it was that time period. Yeah. Right now, we're looking like that time period, which yes. is what Tarantino does a lot, right? But 
it's so so there's going to be some political underlying things that are said that are different and it's also different that it's a woman that's that's controlling this narrative mm -hmm. right however it doesn't mean that all of these things that happened beforehand aren't influencing oh, yeah. oh, for the sure. way the film this film is it looks and feels I, I don't think she ever had a problem with the aesthetic or anything being compared to those it's um, because auteurs. it's because of the way that they treated they kept saying women sexploitation when she was vehemently not trying to do that yes. like Kyle Cogren there was an, an interview. I haven't. I need to. We sh I should have watched it in preparation for this. Uh, I didn't do that. All right. Um, homework she, is for other people. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm 30 years old. I don't do homework anymore. But, um, she did this I did all the homework today. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's she, because you're not 30. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> <But coughs> we have to do things fired. to remember it. <laughs> God, we don't we don't do shots on this episode. We, we we're, we're doing whole drinks. Yeah. Yes. Um, very dignified cocktails. Very. So, but she actually did list all the movies that she was uh, influenced by, and they're right. all very not necessarily. I mean, it was they're all from the seventies. It's all like about so, misunderstood women and who are it's all like about trying to figure out like how to balance their needs and women and their emotions needs. rather than just like isn't it but is that what like yeah, Stepford yeah. Wives was like a big commentary yeah. on that yeah. itself yes. or mm -hmm. um or Valley of the Dolls like yeah. all of that stuff too she was, which is I all think some of it was based on Beyond, yeah. the, yeah. Uh, Beyond oh, yes. the Valley of the Dolls yeah. there's another thing that I want to bring up and I'm not sure if you guys have seen um uh I've seen a little bit of this and I need to watch the entire series of Kevin Go can go fuck himself oh it's yes. so good so for, good. For so who, dark ashes. Yeah, for those who aren't aware, um, Kevin can go fuck himself. Um, stars. Oh, my Annie gosh. Murphy. Annie Murphy. Thank you. From Ooh, David. Yes. Um, oh, David. Um, as a wife, and it takes place in kind of two different perspectives. Mm. In one perspective, it's your classic kind of like sitcom, late nineties like sitcom, schlubby man with the hot wife who's just like, eh, like what? What do you do? I should have fucked her again. I fucked up our lives, but aren't I adorable? <laughs> I spent yeah, life right? savings on a sweatshirt that some football coach wore one day. But I'm But on the other end of that, you have a very like a, a much colder it's review, gritty where it's just like you have a woman who's putting up with someone who thinks that their behavior as this kind of schlub of a husband mm -hmm. is like culturally acceptable because it is because everybody right. makes shows where it's right. adorable it's, yeah. yeah and instead she's having to deal with this child of a person right who has refused to take responsibility mm -hmm. or accountability for the things that they do has refused to step up as a partner has refused to step up as a human being she's tried so hard to save and yeah. just make mm -hmm. their lives better and he has just he, cut her cut her off the knees at every turn and yeah. when i think about love which i think about like you know, if if this were filmed kind of in contrast with Trisha's view, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. you would see something yeah. very similar. Like if you had Elaine and her glowing, just super enchanting soft world within a so given much context, Vaseline on the lens, so oh, yes. much. But if you had Trish, around the edges, yes, yeah. If you had Trish, who is like trying to help this frighteningly murderous and delusional friend. <laughs> she's Lilith Fair. Like she's, yes. she's Lilith Fair to the, yes. to the like to Elaine's pastiche 70s. Yes. She's mm -hmm. 90s Lilith Fair. Yes. yes. Yeah. And That's I think, a good comparison. Yeah, you could have like charmed meets. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, uh, not charmed. Listen, okay, Ugh. listen. <laughs> hey, once again, formative teenage years. That's fair. 
There's um, good things about Charmed. But sometimes. It's what Charmed beats Bewitched. Yes. <laughs> but yes. Bewitched even was more like, oh. you know, feminist than... Bewitched was uh, so sensible. It's... it's it, I just wish I just hate Darren so much. I love no, Samantha. But I hate I, Darren. No, this this is the thing. Like I I get that this film is trying to be feminist in yeah. ways, mm-hmm. but there's parts of it, and we were talking about this earlier. There's parts of it that are missing the mark for me. Yeah, and well, like, and I saw, I, well one of my most wait, one wait. of my most favorite feminist movies that mm-hmm. has come out. Since, yes. I think it was 2016, maybe even it was around the same time. There's a movie called Shadow in the Cloud. Ooh. And I don't it's, I don't it's an amazing movie. It's like set in during World War II. And what I love, I love movies that are like plays that have been put on screen. Okay. So you're in a very, just, just like, and, and I guess it's because of The Breakfast Club, right? Ooh. So The Breakfast Club was like a play. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was a movie, yeah. right? Because it's all dialogue, it's all, it's all, all contained in one, in one area, mm-hmm. oh my God, like it all is. that kind of yeah. stuff, right? And so, and it's so funny because that came on. So why did that never recently? Why is that not a musical now? Yeah, I don't know. Um, don't, don't, don't put that. Um, yeah. Probably because John Hughes stuff is all on lockdown from oh, anybody no. touching it. Yeah, oh, How, but um, but this this movie is very much like a play because they're on a bomber ship. Or they're on a they're on a plane. Uh-huh. Mm. Oh, and yeah. and she comes onto the plane carrying this very special thing that some high ranking officer wants her to take. And over time, you find out what is actually in this case, mm-hmm. who she is, and has a relationship with on the plane already versus those who don't know her and don't trust her. Mm. But then they also, at the beginning, show this like little cartoon thing about the gremlins <gasps> that are on the, on the plane. Yeah. You told me you know, and Daisy about yes, this. Yes, yes. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's a great fucking film. But I need to look it up. For me, the last don't spoil five it. minutes don't spoil it. makes my like feminist heart like stand up and cheer okay. and scream All and right. make so much noise. All like, right. it's just... Because no, this is not a sat- love, which is not a satisfying feminist like manifesto. No, hold no. On, hold on, hold on. Shay is. No, I'm gonna wait for the rebuttal. Uh, well, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. so but I want you to take this into consideration. Take into consideration that I am super deep in Gen X, right? Yeah. 1972, like that's when I was born, and all of the stuff that I grew up with, and all of the things that I'm so still angry about now that like. It's so funny because I started watching The Witching Hour, you know, like the, I haven't watched like, it yet. So I, I, yeah, but there's there's a there's an old like they do some throwback scenes and you're not quite sure what they all mean yet. Mm-hmm. But it's a throwback scene like into like a long time ago, and these women, a, a woman who is another midwife, like she dies, and they have like the you know the the woman who who kind of helped her along with her death because she was dying and she was like no this is my time death doula um yes basically she death doula her and she didn't want to like the but she's crying when like the the priest comes or the you know the church Last right yeah thing. come in and he was like well she's with God now you shouldn't be crying or whatever Ugh, and then you. another woman Fuck takes her shit. to the forest at night where they have like this the dummy version of her and all of these witches are like dancing around and and wailing and crying and i was like oh my god can't we get like fifty thousand of us on the like the lawn of the white house to do this to just show this is how we're feeling 
Um, some, um, but so, I'm going to take so, this off. So these are, these so like, that's what we're going to do. Anyone that's listening to the podcast. Yes. <laughs> that, was the, dawn. that was the best part to me of Midsummer too. Yeah. Yes. No, it's like, Ooh, don't you want to go to like, don't you want to go to the governor's lawn? And just do that here, yeah. And not, I don't want to be shot. Not and not just and not just for not just for person like with our, our abortion laws and not just for it, but but for everything for all the kids that are dying from you know guns at school and and um, that he's just willy nilly said anybody can have one you know like it just it drives the me fact that, that nobody can afford a fucking house in the state. Well, I, but but I mean it's just like. That's where I feel feminism right now. And so when I see some of it, like I understand, but part of it for me is I want to be treated. And I guess maybe this is part of it. Now that I'm thinking this out loud, maybe this is part of it. It feels like this film is having to woman-splain to a man mm. what it is like to be a woman. Okay. Ooh. All right. And I like that. I like that. As a woman, as a woman who's watching it, I'm like, this is so fucking dumbed down that you're having to hit me over the head with symbolism and metaphors and everything like over and over and over again. And all it's doing is pissing me off because I'm not this fucking stupid. Like why? But then when I think about it, I'm just like, well, maybe I'm not the audience. That's a really good take. take. I really like that take. <laughs> and I... that's the only take that gives me any like satisfaction <laughs> of this movie exists. So I can get my <laughs> But yes, please, please change my mind about like this because because I've watched it like now this is like the third time and I'm like, oh I just Okay. I'm just like I love the auteur stuff that yes. that, that Tarantino does, mm-hmm. but that's because I can sit there and I can pick it apart yeah. mm-hmm. in every little like tick that uh, that somebody has or every like one line thing that I'm like, ooh, the little, yeah. that thing mm-hmm. meant something. And with this, it's like, no, everything means exactly what it says because obviously this is for some dumb man to understand because they're not getting it. Oh my God, I'm Sorry. so pissed and you're so right. <laughs> So, okay. I, I do okay. think that that's true, but I think like I got. But I'm sure that, that that Shay, you're gonna say something that's gonna change my mind. Ursula is right, <laughs> and I'm gonna. This is improv. It yes, could be and. Yes, yes and. And, yes. and okay. Here we go. I rehearsed this in the car. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> Lay it on. Us. Come on. A car that I might not be driving tonight because of these wonderful drinks. Right. All right. Which we're almost out. I know. Yeah, we're out of drinks. <laughs> but so I actually here's the thing. I really like that lavender one, but I liked the fairy one more, so I drank so, the lavender. So we're gonna just start just doing shots. Is that what you said? We're, oh, we shit. also have two of these books. If y'all want to flip to the book, it would and be like yeah. surprise us if they're because I know you've got Ooh, most of the shit for the stuff in this book. We're in the I mean, a lot of it requires some of those syrups, but like I'm about to burp. Do yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, Yay! so I, even though I'm loving this, okay, I do love recording separately because when I need to burp, which is a lot, <laughs> I can just edit it out. Bitch. Yes, I can yes. just mute it and then go burp. <laughs> Let's just say this is going to be the last free bonus episode. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> because oh, th- to me, to me, this is, this, is, this is a this is a Patreon conversation oh, as oh, far as I'm oh, concerned. Oh, yeah. So, Although okay. I fucking hate okay. the name of Patreon because I think of patriarchy and uh, yeah. Oh, I just, I yeah. Or Why as Trish would say, it sounds like you've been brainwashed by the. 
patriarchy. Um, patriarchy. I really fucking love this movie. All right. So, Ursula, you are totally right. Okay. And, not but, okay. and. <laughs> as, I've sa- as I said earlier, Elaine is an unreliable narrator. Mm-hmm. Sure. And as an unreliable narrator, and here's the thing, even though she is a, I'm just going to say it, aesthetically she is a technically good witch. Hell, I watch her on the movie and I'm jealous because, you know, she has this stylized parchment that she writes her spells on. Oh, yeah, that's and, a, that, I want to get into that oh, yeah, after you're because, done with this, too. Because when I'm doing my spells... It does seem like a real book of shadows, though. Yeah. Like somebody, that something would have... And the yeah. real, like, candles not, and shit. Not like yeah. Practical Magic that's, like, this long lineage book that's got all this oh, stuff yeah, in it. Like, everything this one actually has, like, reminds me of when I first started with my yeah. book of shadows, how I wrote with the calligraphy pen and all that kind of stuff. No, yes. and See, I'll have to send you uh, one of the reviews I was looking at today because it was, um, oh, it was some sort of channel that I tried to find afterwards where it's like witch lore or something Ooh. and she talks about different witchy movies kind of like I what we've been wanting to do. I want this it's, YouTube video in my life. I will find it. I will find it. But she went through like every single point of like this is from um, Doreen Virtue and oh, this yes. is the Gardnerian thing yes. and this part of the ritual oh, yeah. technically should have been like this but they got really close and like yeah Anna, oh, Anna like Biller like made the rug that she laid yes on. oh my god I want that rug I know me too. Oh, so the thing so the thing about it is like and it's a beautiful scene when she does her little spell like goddess Love bring me. me a sweet man um, it's, it's beautiful it's, it's beautiful me. and I get jealous because I told you guys how I do my spells mm. every full moon you know, the things I wish for that always, I always get it in really fucked up ways. It's like, I want a house that I feel safe in. And then my bitch of a landlady's like, you're evicted now. I'm like, well, I guess I got to find a place that I feel safe in now. <laughs> Thanks, moon. The universe uh, needs you to be real specific, honey. I mean, it's fine. You know what? It's like, a, you know what? It's like a little surprise party yeah. the way I do it. <laughs> <laughs> ripping pages out of like out of like notebooks that you get at Barnes and Noble like lined and I'm writing my spells out you know I'm not doing it on these big beautiful parchment papers like she's doing it I don't have these wax dolls that she's working with I I'm we've talked about this on our witch posture episode like you know I'm I'm doing it very redneck Mm -hmm. like me and a a friend of ours uh twigs we kind of wanted to try this YouTube venture called White Trash Witches, but there's you know, there's kind of an issue with the name White Trash. So, but the alliteration of it, I do love alliteration. Um, but there's a problem with that. But it was basically like how we were going to try to be witchy on a budget, mm-hmm. and it never took off because COVID. Uh, I want in on that. <laughs> let's we'll 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 re, we'll bring it back up. Well, and I, we'll, I, we'll I want to do an episode all about like like Southern witchisms, which, I, I, which is what I told you I want to oh, yeah. make the T-shirt of like Blessed Be Your because, Little Heart. Yeah, or. Because <laughs> yeah, because like there's so many things like Appalachian. Like I was talking about, um, we talked about earlier, like the Johnny jump ups with the violets. I've got stuff. like folk magic yeah. books from Appalachia. Oh, it. same. I have like the superstition books. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, we, we, I, but uh, but um, but the thing is, so she's a technically good witch. Mm-hmm. But part of what makes witchcraft important to me, and I feel like everybody at this table and the people in the bar would agree. <laughs> That witchcraft and magic is all about intention. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is that her intention is flawed. I don't want to say she's 
wrong because she's coming from a very hurt and traumatized place. And to call someone's hurt and trauma wrong feels icky to me. Yeah. Sure. But it's coming from, she's flawed. She's insanely flawed. And the problem with a movie like this, when I was like reading the articles about it, they say, it's a feminist witch film. And then I watch it, I was disappointed. It's like, this is not the feminist witch film Mm -hmm. that I wanted. But it was the feminist witch film that Anna Biller wanted to make. Sure, right. Especially that last shot, though. It's like, that's it? Well, the thing is... First of all, this I'm just going to say it. This movie was genetically made in a lab just for me because it has witchcraft, burlesque, <laughs> and renaissance fair in it. So it was made for both of us. Uh, both me and Captain. Absolutely. But because um, I love the Ren... I love what the Ren Fair used to be. Yes. Uh, oh, no. Uh, no, we're not going to tell That's a different podcast. That's okay. a different okay. podcast. That's, um, that's a different therapy session. That's a different therapy. Oh, the our therapist. We, our we, therapist. we share a therapist. Yes. She's already heard every Therapist. Therapist. I told Ashley. Therapist is the best thing I've ever heard. But because she she is our therapist for so many people who worked at fair, we called her our therapist. All right. That's fucking adorable. And there's like, but. That must mean she's cheap. Not, okay. uh, not too bad. <laughs> no. She's not too bad, but I mean, she's she's worth every penny. You know okay. what? She's yeah. she's one of the reasons she's, I I am where I am. But um, a better good. price than most. I need a new one. So give me I name. Rec- yes, she's awesome. I don't know if I'm allowed to say her name on the. Well, you just Sorry. Said. Yes, she's okay. wonderful. And if she won't see you, so one of her wonderful colleagues will. Um, I know we always do a little shout out in these videos. So, All right. For these uh, <laughs> episodes, but um, but the problem is, is that are you about to piss in a jar? Did you need to call? Are you about to piss in a jar? Have you stabbed a man in the heart three times? Before I buried my witch's bottle. Did you pee in it? Oh yeah. Oh sweet. Okay, cool. My fingernail clippings. Yep. Mm-hmm. Broken glass, nails, hair. Hair. Um, yeah. Could you use period blood? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would. Yes, I could, but I my bottle's very small, oh, and good. yeah, I didn't have a period for yeah, five but, months. Yeah, yeah. So, like, Any, anything that puts your, like your personal signature in it, like yeah. your okay. DNA signature. But you can prick your finger and drop blood in it. That works. Yeah. But I feel like there's so something my, visceral my, about my oldest was blood. like, "What is that?" Yeah, <laughs> I was it's, like, it's priest. A bottle. <laughs> have for, a little priest. <laughs> <laughs> really you gave me alcohol, fuller. Like, it, it, like, it looks. It's like it looks like urine. I'm like. Yeah. That's well. some of it. Sure. <laughs> so oh, luckily, me, that baby. my oldest who's like, okay. And you know, your oldest has been safe for how long? So you know right, what No, no, my, my oldest, I've like, I haven't indoctrinated my oldest. I've just answered questions. There you go. Mm-hmm. But my oldest partner has a, a much more active witchy mom than, than myself. Like in. Is this who a, was a at your community. house last time we were there? Um, there was a friend staying over. Oh yeah. Was the oh. there? I don't remember. I don't remember. They looked very my chemical romance and I was loving every yes. minute of it. Oh, <laughs> maybe maybe it was when they were there. It I was during Prano. Oh, oh, it was it like was homecoming. homecoming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. okay. So so their mom is is uh has run some festivals in the northeast oh, cool. and stuff. Oh nice. So yeah. We need to go. Yeah, when we've when we've talked, we were like, Oh yeah, 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 we we get along really we well. So yeah. down for a road trip. Yeah. We oh, should definitely do yeah, a road, I think, Salem I think road that trip. I think that, that, that their mom's trying to get some land to be able to start having those things again. And Ooh. I was like, oh, yeah, definitely. Like, Beltane Salon, we're going. Ooh, like, yes. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Beltane's my birthday. Yes, Yay. it is. We got Ooh, well, okay, so my birthday is on Lunar Beltane because I was born on Scorpio full moon you're and, like, lunar. So that's, like, that's how they used to. You're still a Mary Bagot. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but... 
Anyway. Yeah, so keep so keep going so, about how this so, is a feminist. So <laughs> it, here's the thing about feminism is that when it comes to film, okay, I gotta sober up a little bit. Oh no, that's not happening. When it comes, to, so I, I kind of went on a long rant about this yesterday about not a witchy film about the movie Birds of Prey, the fabulous emancipation mm-hmm. of Harley Quinn. Yes. I need to see that. Yes, I really love them. the problem with that movie is that it's it's a it's a stupid movie. It's I love stupid, stupid and movies. I and I love it because you know what? Men get stupid movies all the time. Mm-hmm. How many Adam Sandler movies, Jackass movies, Michael Bay movies were made exclusively for men in, in mind? But women don't get stupid movies made for us in mind. Except the sweetest thing with Cameron Diaz. That y'all think was y- fucking that hilarious. Was I could watch it anytime. Yeah, yes, yes, but every time I hear the song "Sweetest Thing," I think about Selma Blair doing something very uncomfortable. But oh, no, I only <laughs> hear with, with a piercing. With oh God, with the, the Pina Colada song. Every time I hear that, that's no, what I was, think of that movie. But here's it was the thing: uh, don't wanna close, close my. Uh, yes, yes. But the problem, oh, with, but even with the problem with that movie is that well, it was, Legally Blonde was like that too. Yeah. Legally Blonde, yeah. I didn't think of Legally Blonde as a. I guess it is kind of stupid. It was but supposed to be a dumb blonde. It's kind of a, well, it's it's a very smart movie about a seemingly dumb person who. Yeah. Has so, a so this is the thing, though. But it's, for us to get movies like Men, they're smarter because it is like Mean Girls and Legally Blonde. Yeah, and even Kill Bill. I, I don't like think Kill Bill. I don't Kill Bill. Yeah, I, I love. I, I watch Kill, Kill Bill every Bill. Mother's Day. I, I like Kill Bill. I'm not saying I don't Kill consider Bill. that like when I think stupid, silly, mindless violence. I do think Birds of Prey, Fabulous Emancipation, because this bitch is it's in a plastic. Ca- because as I said in my in the thing I wrote yesterday about Birds of Prey, is that yes, Kill Bill is wonderful, but the problem with the the mindless, violent movies that get marketed towards women, there's a cerebral undertone. Like we can't just we can't just turn our brains off and enjoy a lady in a plastic confetti coat crying dramatically over an egg and cheese sandwich. Because you know what, I have been that lady. Yeah, sure. Many, but no, we have to. Well, get that's the why that's shit. why so many women yeah. do though identify with Harley Quinn yes. because yeah. she's a really intelligent. Doctor, with right? Very bad taste in men. With very bad taste in men, but amazing that taste pushes in women. her, but pushes her over the edge yes. of like leaving all of that behind yes. that she has built herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of that. But, like, but ew, what do we think about the Lady Gaga? Oh, oh, I don't know yet. I'm, I'm interested. Wait, wait, what? She's gonna be playing Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. She's gonna be She's gonna be Harley Quinn mm-hmm. in the sequel to that, and apparently it's a musical. It's a musical. Yeah. I mean, okay. Well, of course it is. I mean, I just, okay. I just watch. I, so here's here's the thing. I posit that a lot of the films that we have called otherwise like stupid, but having a cerebral undertone, continue to be called stupid. Well, I mean, by like virtue of the fact that they, right. I, I mean, violent with a cerebral undertone. Because sure. even Kill Bill, I like Kill Bill. I know Is it because I'm, that's a revenge porn thing. I mean, I do. Love, I also just love it because I, I like the storytelling of it, mm-hmm. and I really. I like the part where the way she, they go back in her history and then I'm, bring it back to the future just, or back to I, the I'm present. Sorry, and I'm sorry, we can say whatever we want about Tarantino, but his I soundtracks do. hit. Yeah, I, yes. I also oh just God. really love. This is the Aries. This is my Aries son. I just really love watching that bitch's eye get pulled out again. <laughs> <laughs> I really love seeing because it's so smooth and wonderful, and it's like, and I love it's it. fast. Yes, I love it. Yes, and I just love the. Oh, yes, yes. Well, but the thing about Kill Bill is that I actually mentioned in my thing about Birds of Prey was that when we get a mindlessly violent movie, there's either a cerebral undertone, which means it's not mindless because 
or there's a romantic undertone, mm -hmm. which I don't always want. You know me well, Fuller. You know I need to sober up. <laughs> Fuller just gave me water <laughs> because I'm about to make a very analytical point. I don't know why I'm shaking my tits at the microphone. <laughs> what are we just talking about? <laughs> Sexy cerebral. And here comes another round. Another round. Ooh. Wonderful. Ooh. All right, so what do we have? I hope I'm not missing out on this because I'm getting sober. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Oh, it's Purdy. Whatever it is, it's purdy. Is this from the book? No. No. Nope. Uh, what do we got? Improvised because I was. Oh, it's good. Uh, I should. I should have cheers first. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Oh, it smells amazing. So, so, so you created oh, a drink for us. Ooh. You got the special glass. And it's called the Love Witch. It's called a love witch. Yeah. <laughs> it, almost, it smells like lemongrass. It, it, it tastes how I feel when I watch the movie. I so there you go. I nailed it. I oh it. my god, that is so Oh my god, good. yes. Uh, this well, is amazing. Actually, it's it got has, a bite? It has a little bit of dry vermouth in it, which is <gasps> it's a potion of its own. Oh, yes. like, my stepmom would love this. Yes. But it's like it's so bright. It's, it's very gingery. Yes. Huh. As well. Same. Yes. So I citrusy, a, gingery. I take a bramble base. Bramble base. Mm -hmm. So like, uh, okay. Oh, okay. Talk to the microphone, it's darling. It's based off of a bramble riff, which is uh, typically gin, uh, either fresh blackberry muddled or creme de mure uh, liqueur, and uh, lemon. And we started with that. And then we added some rosemary simple syrup, which we had pre-made. Nice. Um, and we overdid it <laughs> on the rosemary. Uh, I actually added vermouth to it because I actually like to do that with those brambles. It just kind of gives an herbal base to anything. So the vermouth, dry vermouth, helps just kind of like amplify the overall flavor right. character profile. And then uh, because the rosemary was a little bit too forward, we added the ginger beer, which kind of gives the bubbly yeah. effervescence and just really kind of helped round out. And it makes it really warm. Yeah. yeah. I just want to sit here and sniff it on there. It's okay that you went a little over the top because this movie went a little over the top. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's why, that's yeah. why we're calling it this, theme. right? It's on theme. No, but it's I also it. like, it's uh, all, all it's missing is, is so turquoise good. eyeshadow. Like, that's <laughs> all this <laughs> drink is missing.